Welcome to Deeply Rooted Online, where women encourage women by sharing scripture and stories of God at work. So welcome back, ladies, to Deeply Rooted Devos, as we open God's word and hear his heart for his children. We're welcoming back Val to share a scripture that's been on her heart and is so timely in this time of frequent unrest and differing opinions within the church. So Val, would you please share what God has been pressing in on your heart? Oh, I would love to, Esther. I'm very excited to be back and joining you, ladies, and with our audience. And, uh, you know, I'm going to start off with a little saying that I am sure as mothers and daughters, we've heard it and even said it. When we hear all this, and we say, please, just get along. And, you know, that is a biblical root. Because Paul uses words very similar in Philippians 4. And I have spoken on Philippians 4 many times. It's one of my favorite chapters. But I have to admit, not really on verses 2 and 3. In fact, I would say a lot of us gloss over them. They're a little awkward, uncomfortable. And sometimes you might think, well, why did Paul include these verses calling out two women by name, no less, about a disagreement in a chapter that's far more famous for verses like, be anxious for nothing. I have learned to be content in all things. I can do all things in Christ. My God shall supply all things. But when you look closer, you will find that Paul's not really, this is not like a frustrated plea from Paul, please get along. It's really a very powerful lesson on godly relationships. And uh, without further ado, let's just read these verses in Philippians 4, four verses. Therefore, my brothers, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm, thus in the Lord, my beloved. I entreat Yodia, and I entreat Syntyche to agree in the Lord. Yes, I ask you also, true companion, help these women who have labored side by side with me in the gospel together with Clement and the rest of my fellow laborers, whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Three in the Lords are mentioned, but the very first word is important too of chapter four. It says, therefore, and therefore always means something came before it. That's important. So a tiny little look into chapter three Paul says things like this. I have counted everything as loss for the sake of Christ. He says, in order that I may gain Christ, he says that I may know him. And he says, for one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward, I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Reminds us of a, of a, heavenly perspective and even says it again in verse 20 our citizenship is in heaven then comes chapter four so to stand firm in the lord if we've got a heavenly perspective on our earthly problems the next step is is easy to agree in the lord because we've got a heavenly perspective and i just think that's an important fact to remember and when he asks the church to get involved it's because often we make it personal You know, we can't help it. Our feelings get involved. And so it becomes a personal thing. And the church, this family around us is is helping us to remember who we are in Christ, stand firm in the Lord, 
where we are going, we are going to heaven. We have a heavenly perspective. And I sometimes just wonder, ladies, I'm sure you've seen it. Maybe our focus is off. I'm sure you guys have stories as well when we did not take a heavenly perspective and things became personal and it's hard to agree in the Lord. I think it's, um, it's too easy to get self-absorbed today because that's the way the world is. It's like, I'll do me and you do you. And we're kind of all living in a world where people are very singular alone and because that's the secular perspective and we live in this world and we see it when we take our eyes off the Lord, when we're not so grounded in our gospel teachings, we don't even realize that we've taken our eyes off of heaven. And it's, it's almost like, well, yeah, that makes sense. It's an excuse, but it's also a reality. I think, what do you guys think? I was just going to share first Peter three, eight, and it says, finally, all of you have unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, a tender heart and a humble mind. And I think if we are reminded that we need to communicate clearly with humility and respect, what we expect in a relationship, uh, when we don't share our feelings assumptions often lead to hard feelings and eventually turn to bitterness. And we are called to remember that we're on the same journey towards heaven. Um, our goals need to be representing Jesus Christ well and uh, sharing the gospel, bringing honor, not dishonor to his name. And so being in harmony with one another is really um, representing Christ well. Harmony. I love that. I think that's a very, that's one of the key words that we all need to remember. It's harmony that he's calling for in Philippians 4. Stand firm mm -hmm. in the Lord, agree in the Lord. And then of course it brings us to rejoice in the Lord. And it's almost like that is the gateway. That's the little gate. That's our reward. Mm -hmm. When we can agree in the Lord, because we know who we are in him, we mm -hmm. have this wonderful opportunity to rejoice in the Lord together. And it's like the gateway for the rest of Philippians 4. So as I said at the beginning, why did Paul include these verses? Well, take a look at some of the verses that are in Philippians 4, the rest of it, when it says, be anxious for nothing. Anxiousness comes out of disagreement and strife. When he says, I, um, I've learned to be content in all things. Well, disagreement and strife is the opposite of contentment. And then when he says, I can, um, or my God can supply all things. Well, sometimes I think we're calling God a liar by saying, yeah, well, not in this instance, because we're hanging on to something and haven't given it over to God. So harmony, as you said, Esther, is the beautiful art over all of this. Living in harmony gives us these opportunities to rejoice. Actually, Romans 12, 16 says... Uh, that we're to live in harmony with one another. Um, and uh, if you want to just go there, Romans 12, 16. Um, it says, live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. 
and I, I, I think it's unrealistic that we all are going to think the same. We just don't. Um, but when it, when we come together and we love and we are in humility um, and we bring our gifts and we bring our opinions um, with humility and respect, but together we create this harmony that we were reading about. The result is what we hear when we hear people singing in harmony. It's a beautiful sound and they all contribute their own piece to the musical piece. And um, it's beautiful to the ears of the listener and to God. I love that analogy, Esther. And uh, the verse that came to me was also in Romans. And I, I love, Val, that you're bringing out this verse because it's so encouraging. Um, the scriptures reflect our reality. Um, that we may have differences of ideas and opinions, and we may let them become a real disagreement. And they may get in the way of our service to God even. But we should agree in the Lord. And the verses in Romans that um, really struck me was Romans 14, starting in verse 5. And Paul gives straight-up advice for when we think differently. Um, Paul says some people might believe one day is more important than another, and others might believe that every day is the same. Everyone should be sure about their beliefs in their own mind. Those who think one day is more important than other days are doing that for the Lord, and those who eat all kinds of food are doing that for the Lord. Yes, they give thanks to God for that food. And those who refuse to eat some foods do that for the Lord. They also give thanks to God. And then skipping down to verse 12, he says, so each of us will have to explain to God about the things we do. So we should stop judging one another. And I think that that's an attitude that's helped me when I have a difference of opinion with a Christian about something that even is very important to me. Um, there are lots of things that the scriptures don't say it has to be this way or it has to be that way. And I need to recognize that when someone's different than me, they're different from me in the Lord, and they do it to the Lord. They're not responsible to me. As you said, Val, get along. We need to respect one another. And maybe, as Esther said, be clear about what we believe and why, but also be willing to hear the other person's viewpoint and respect that what they do is in the Lord as well. We all have a choice. We can agree to disagree and just move forward and look up. We often hear 1 Corinthians 13 um, recited at weddings, and it's the love chapter. But, you know, that that chapter comes right in between um, 1 Corinthians 12 and 1 Corinthians 14 that are all about the church. This uh, passage was not written, 1 Corinthians 13 was not written to couples. It was written to the church. And so when you see love is patient and kind, love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful, does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, uh, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. That's actually a call for us in the church to love one another as Christ loved us. So I think as we end off this Devo on uh, just 
getting along. I think the underscoring message needs to be love. Don't you, Val? Yes, yes. And that is a key po- component of Paul's message in this in this chapter. He loved these women. He could have mm-hmm. come down so hard. He's the apostle Paul. He, you know, and he could have just said, Can you guys stop this? This is ridiculous. He didn't. He he used beautiful language. He says, I love and long for you, my joy and crown. He said, These women who have labored side by side with me, they were important to him. So that's why I love the way he has unfolded this approach to a godly relationship or even a godly disagreement. And the language is love, like you said, Esther. Mm-hmm. And one little phrase that I'd like to end on that will keep us with this heavenly perspective. He says that these women labored side by side with me in the gospel, whose names are in the book of life. Mm. Ladies, I would love to give you a challenge. If one day we will be standing side by side, giving praise to the lamb in heaven, can we not on earth stand side by side and give testimony to our Savior? Val, thank you so much for encouraging our hearts in these practical matters of just getting along for the sake of Jesus. We all have been so blessed to even know him and to be called his children. So let's get along. And until next time, ladies, stay deeply rooted. Thanks for joining us at Deeply Rooted today. If God has been speaking to you and you want to connect with someone for prayer, email us at deeplyrooted at myharvestchurch.ca. Be sure to subscribe to this channel to receive notifications when new content is released. And finally, let's stay connected with one another and deeply rooted in Christ.